you can focus on the short term and then divert revenue from longer term growth of the enterprise. But then at some point, the leads, you know, the revenue will dry up simply because you've not prioritized wealth. Welcome to Marketing, the podcast that helps you boost your digital marketing strategy with LinkedIn and with a bit of French accent. I'm François, Client Solutions Manager. And I'm Aurélie, Account Director at LinkedIn Marketing Solutions. Our purpose is to initiate discussions around digital marketing, B2B, and LinkedIn to help you align your marketing strategy to your business goals and your audience's needs. We will be joined by special guests, experts, clients, to inspire you, inform you, and help you innovate. So grab pen and paper and let's get started. <laughs> pen and paper? Francois, we're not in the 80s anymore. Oh yeah, you're right. Well, open ChatGPT, ask for a summary of this podcast, and let's get started anyway. Hello and welcome to this new episode of Marketing. Hello Aurélie, how are you? Hey François, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm <laughs> doing great. I'm so happy to be back in the, in the podcast. And today we have a very special guest, right? Yes, our very special and first guest, Al. Hello Al, welcome. <laughs> Hi Aurélie. Hi François. Great to be here in Paris. Yes, nice welcome to, to Paris. <laughs> Can you introduce yourself in a couple sure. of words? Sure. Uh, my name <laughs> is Al Kadena. I'm a global client executive. I sit in London. And I work with one of LinkedIn's key tech clients globally. <laughs> and uh, prior to that, I ran media for a B2B tech agency in London globally. Okay. So I've worked with 25, 30 different tech brands in both brand and demand generation campaigns. So I feel very comfortable with yeah. the topic today. You're pretty familiar with their uh, challenges and objectives. And you will have 100%. a lot to share. Yeah, I will try to share as much as that's relevant and interesting to your audience. Yes, exactly. So Al, you know, we all know it's challenging times today in, in the tech industry. Uh, CEOs and CFOs ask for increased efficiency, resulting in 26% of tech CMOs seeing their budgets decrease year over year. Uh, so yeah, pretty difficult times. CFOs also pressure CMOs to drive more short-term revenue. Uh, so a LinkedIn study shows that 59% of CMOs say they are expected to demonstrate direct marketing impact to the bottom line, uh, which is, of course, very difficult to do with uh, brand campaigns and with engagement campaigns. So do you uh, personally feel this pressure within the strategic accounts that you support? And What are your customers' biggest challenges today? Sure. Wow, great question. Mm -hmm. And also, too, it's true that at least in EMEA, we do have you know economic uh, challenges here. And then how do my clients really are looking to optimize during this time? So the reality is they're looking for short-term gains. However, you can't speed up the cycle. So in general, for B2B tech clients, tech products, it takes about nine months for a lead to mature from an, a lead all the way down to an opportunity. Okay, so nine months. Nine months. It's like having a baby, <laughs> <Yeah>. seriously. <laughs> so what we have to do is kind of go back in time 
to look at what leads you had, you know, six to nine months ago and see at what state they're in now if you want to make short-term gains. So with that, I would look to marketing to work much closer with sales to then find out where are the leads that I drove two or three quarters ago and at what point are they in the sales cycle? Have they developed to sales accepted leads? Are they sales qualified leads? What are some of the marketing activities that uh, the marketing team can support the sales team in order to help mature them more? which could be supplementary marketing campaigns on LinkedIn. They could be, for instance, retargeting you know, these particular uh, leads and so forth. So that is kind of what you want to do to address you know, the, um, the immediate short-term gains. Yes. Okay. So I- increasing uh, your LinkedIn budget in September will not bring you increased leads immediately in October. No, <laughs> no, they won't. But, you know, but again, you want to be aware of the cycle itself. So work with what you had six to nine months ago. But yes, you also want to look towards the future as well. So then if, you know, uh, you want to drive a certain amount of leads from LinkedIn that hopefully will mature into marketing qualified leads, hopefully within the cycle, then what you want to do is really think about how are they going from there. So one of the big complaints or questions is that why is LinkedIn so expensive? In reality, that's not the right question to ask. If you look at it from a short term, then it may look more expensive than other channels. But the answer lies later in the funnel once you look at the opportunities and revenue that's driven is that that is ultimately the proof. The cost per sales qualified opportunity or the pipeline associated with that channel. And time after time, I've seen with my clients, it's always the cheapest, or it's always has the cheapest cost per lead long term. Okay, so the the biggest challenge you would say is balancing short term, long term, and being able to measure the impact of what what you did in the past and how it's impacting the, the future quality of your leads, number of your leads, and so on. Correct. Yeah. And so that requires that sales and marketing talk to each other. (laughs) Can you believe that? (laughs) And oftentimes in most organizations that I've worked with, then there isn't a lot of communication between the two different Why is that? Well, because they (laughs) have different (laughs) conflicting objectives. So the short of it is, and this is kind of funny, is that marketing always says to sales, look, I've driven you all these leads and you've done nothing with them. Oh, yeah. And then sales will say that the leads you gave us were junk. Yeah. (laughs) So then they're not really talking to each other. And, you know, sales has their own budgets as well. And so then how can you then sync, you know, the marketing campaigns to generate these leads with the sales campaigns to nurture these leads? And with LinkedIn, we have the two top platforms, you know, for marketing and sales, you have the LinkedIn marketing solutions, which can drive, for instance, lead leads through the lead generation forms and others. But then sales solutions has sales navigator, which that's how you manage your leads, your contacts, either before or even after the leads have been driven. So having a synchronization with um, LinkedIn marketing solutions and sales solutions is really key. So talking to your sales um, link 
LinkedIn reps about how to sync those is something that you should look into. I, I totally agree. But if we don't speak about LinkedIn tools and if we just speak about marketing and sales strategy in general, do best practice uh, companies like the ones you accompany today, do they really manage to to align sales and marketing? And how do they do that without speaking about LinkedIn tools or products? Sure. So it does involve talking about other products. So it talks about marketing um, operations. So for instance, going into Salesforce, if that's your tool that you use to look at the leads and how they progress, or other you know marketing ops tools to be able to see at every point in time where are the leads you know it's almost like a lost child you know where are they you're, you're tracking them with an app and so forth you know where is little Johnny you know is he's left the school we are back to the topic of kids <laughs> yes now he's going to the community center to swim and you know from there he goes to tutoring and so forth so where is he John, little johnny lead you know in the cycle so that's uh, so the best companies would then get that material you know the conversion information for the different stages from salesforce and share it with the agency share it with the platforms and say hey guess what three quarters ago you know the leads you drove converted at a much higher rate than say content syndication or search and so then as a result the client the agency and the partner can then reall reallocate the marketing budget to those channels that perform the best because then that gives you efficiency of your budgets. So you have seen at the customers that you accompany today, real proof that... Uh, Absolutely. So in some of the, definitely some of my top customers when I was heading up media, then that's what we would do. We'd require them to share these conversion numbers. Of course, we are under confidentiality, so we'd never share it with anyone else and then reallocate the budgets accordingly. And then what we would see is that we would maximize the revenue across the board, you know, for the marketing budgets they put in by really letting each channel shine the best way it can. Because mm -hmm. okay. sometimes you can only put in so much budget into a LinkedIn or search before it just taps out. So then again, in the interest of sharing information, that's how the best clients of mine have performed the best. Okay, you talked about quite a, a, a few different things and we talked about sales and marketing alignment, about long-term, short-term. What, what are the, if I'm a client, uh, I'm a CMO, what are the risks I take if I just follow the orders, let's say, of, uh, of my CFO and I cut, uh, you know, I try to drive revenue as quick as possible and I just put everything on lead gen, for example. What are the risks I put the business at when I have this kind of strategy and I don't talk with, with myself, for example? Sure. What could happen? The worst. <laughs> well, the worst can happen is that your tenure as a CMO gets cut short. <laughs> and the reality is, is that the average tenure of a CMO is about two years. Oh, which okay. is extremely short. So then you can focus on the short term and then divert revenue from longer term growth of the enterprise. But then at some point, the leads, you know, the revenue will dry up simply because you've not prioritized well. 
Okay. So then that's the thing is you always have to have what we call an always on approach to drive leads and interest in your business, you know, through the good content that you're offering, you know, on the different channels, through, you know, a very good process of engaging with sales. You know, use common sense. The last thing you want to do is, you know, drive leads and then have someone from sales call them right away. Mm. I mean, they're not in that state of mind at all. You know, no one likes that used car salesman approach, but rather be intelligent and really think of it as a process of exchanging information between your brand and with, you know, these potential customers of yours. So again, having a more, I guess, customer-centered point of Mm -hmm. view is what I would advise a CMO to do. Is this the moment where I share a a reminder of the most famous insight that I like to share during this podcast? I think it's time. time. Do you know, Al, that 90% of buyers have already made up their mind before they even want to talk to a salesperson? (laughs) I Uh, like that insight. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? It's a very good insight and I've not heard it before, but I'm not surprised. So thank you, Arlie, for that. So you're right, is that all the effort is made up front, you know, so you cannot separate brand marketing from demand marketing. So for us, what we recommend, or my key client, is that have an always-on approach whereby you need to have some kind of air cover with brand and then periodically, quarterly, then have demand as well. Because just even mechanically, when you look at the campaigns, in order to drive demand, you have to have a retargeting pool, you know, on LinkedIn, any channel. And so these are people who've expressed interest in your brand from the content that you have, whether it's just a plain ad or it's a white paper, it's a, a podcast or something. So then if you don't have an always increasing retargeting pool, then the leads in the future will dry up. Hmm. So you constantly have to raise awareness of your brand and what you're offering in order to keep things going. I love this term of uh, retargeting pool. Yeah. Uh, and this does imply that customers need to put efforts into ungated campaigns to have this uh, retargeting pool uh, where they can retarget with uh, with Legion from. So thank you so much, Al, for, for this insight. And so what would be your advice today for, for tech companies and, and CMOs who are put under very high pressure? Um, what are like the top advices that you would share and that companies like the strategic accounts that you accompany mm. are putting into practice today? Wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> All right. So I would say, number one, have really good content that your target audience wants to consume something that really educates them about your product and your service that's a main point of differentiation from your competitors the second thing is to really be in front of your potential client or potential customer as much as possible you know with different messages over time different pieces of content and then you know have a relationship with them and then ensure that marketing and sales is in alignment So I would say have regular conversations, the marketing team with the sales team in terms of the progression of the leads. And then how, for instance, if this leads get stuck in sales, 
well, what marking activity could be applied to the original point about short-term gains? How can that budget be applied to help drive them further or help inform them further? I'll give one example of, this is my favorite example for my career, <laughs> is that one of my clients in Singapore was a startup and they had 20 sales qualified leads. This company was being acquired and the name was going to be changed. There was a lot of new, you know, talk about them in the news. And then many of the people, uh, the organizations that were part of the sale, were sales qualified, they were, we don't want, I don't know, we think this is, this company has some issues, you know, is this a secure company? So what we did is that we, went in and created custom videos on for LinkedIn in a variety of languages and we sent them as personal messages to the buyers group for you know these these companies and then with that we were able the sales team was able to engage with the buyers group and really be able to re-explain like the name of the company is changing we're being acquired blah 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 but it's the same product and everything so out of those 20 opportunities, 19 of them closed, okay. so, which is enormous. And so then the amount of revenue that was driven was in the hundreds of millions of dollars. So it just goes to show how sales and marketing need to work very closely together and use you know, the channels in a very you know, gutsy way, you know, <laughs> very kind of scrappy way in order to kind of to drive ultimate revenue for the company. Yeah. So, and, and that was all done on LinkedIn. And, you know, that's before I worked on LinkedIn. <laughs> so, you know, I was being kind of neutral in that regards. And maybe to, to end up with this wrapping up everything you, mm -hmm. we talked about, uh, there is also one other thing that will change uh, starting next year, which is around cookies, cookie-less environment and mm, all this. I love cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Not those ones already. <laughs> <laughs> Always. So yeah, what, what's your uh, advice to CMOs that are planning right now, will plan in your future and taking this into consideration because that's, that's a big Big, move. big topic. I'm so glad you brought that up, Francois. I mean, this is probably the biggest news in digital marketing for all of 2024. Yeah. So with the cookies gradually going away um, in cycles, then um, the need for understanding your first party data, so that's your data, becomes even more important. Also, too, working with platforms that work with first party data then that will be your go-to partners. Clearly with LinkedIn, you know, it's all first-party self-reported data. Yeah. I mean, Aurélie, Francois, you put on your, your profiles, you know, where are you working at? What are you doing? Where do you live? So it makes it so appropriate, you know, in a cookie-less world, how do you then reach the people that you're trying to target? So some of the other channels, because they use third-party data, then they will be challenged. So you may not be able to work with those channels like you did in the past. So certainly CMOs definitely ask your team, what is the plan yeah. you know, for being able to reach our potential customers with cookies phasing out? Okay, and try things, test things in the next few months to make sure you get the most of your strategy yes. in the future. Absolutely. 
Thank you so much, Al, for all those great insights. Uh, success with the, the rest of your partnership with, the, with your strategic accounts. Thanks a lot. And uh, it was really nice to have you. And uh, yeah, we'll see everyone soon in the podcast. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Cheers. <laughs>